Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of This Podcast is a Bad Idea, the show with the name that is still funny. Seven? Yeah. We just did seven. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of This Podcast is a Bad Idea, the show where the hosts can't count. I am Murph, and they are Fru. Welcome, welcome. It's also the pod where we forget to do the intro. Yeah, and we're going to uh, start off. We have a few different segments. Um, Oh, you mean the intro intro. is a bad idea starring fru and murph each episode we have a grab bag of pop culture goodies for you and this episode's topic of the week is the 47 rules of the internet as decided by 4chan so what's your podcast about you're listening to this is a bad idea it's a bad idea my gosh it <laughs> feels like we just woke up and <laughs> waiting for godot everything is just a blur <laughs> no one knows what they're supposed to be doing <laughs> yeah we're gonna truck on we're gonna roll ahead keep, uh, we're keep gonna moving. start off with the decompress we're starting we're too with full the de- of hot air we need to decompress <laughs> oh it's a mess i love it decompression time Uh, you 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 were telling me you're a bit mixed up because you have a post concert depression. I'm I'm beating I'm beating the PCD. I have witnessed. I almost said nine beautiful women of twice in Tacoma, Washington, but not nine because two of them had COVID. Oh, okay. This is a this is a K-pop thing. This this was th- there's I'm gathering based on context clues. Yes. Yes, indeed. There's a, there's a small comedy in me regaling the small controversy regarding twice a couple that was episodes the lady ago with the with the swastika with, with, shirt? The, with the Sid Vicious shirt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she has been gifted plenty of cute shirts during this tour. <laughs> All of them with swastikas. None of them with swastikas. <laughs> Should be said. Um, it was a really good time. Mm-hmm. I only cried a little bit. Okay, what's do they like have a tearjerker song or is it just the emotion whelmed up and it, it it's 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 the, it's the, all the things. I will say as far as like tearjerkers, the fanboys behind me were like losing their minds. They knew like when the ballads came on, they knew all the words. They were dancing, they were just loving it behind me. Do they sing in English? No, they were singing. The, they had the Korean lyrics. They were doing everything. Okay, I loved okay. it. They they all had their their light sticks and their merch, and they were they were down. There was plenty of fanboys representing. Okay, and I assume it's K-pop, so like the choreography is good. Oh yeah, the choreography's great. The vocals are on point. Um, the internet's acting really scandalized over one of the solo performances being a pole routine where Momo is wearing the maximum amount Swastika of clothing. <laughs> no, 
the maximum amount of clothing that you can safely wear on a pole. <laughs> uh-huh, okay, okay. And that's scandalous? They're like, there's children here! I brought my mom! My mom was into it. She was having a fun time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mom approved. Let me ask you something about K-pop. Whatever. And we are, we have, you know, building to event the eventual K-pop episode, I'm sure. It's like an ominous it, event horizon. Is... Because, you know, that's what I was asking earlier. The singers don't sing in English. So is really just grooving along to the music just, like, the vibe of the vocals? A lot of fandom work in the international sphere is learning the lyrics. And a lot of the work of globalizing K-pop has included coming out with um, English tracks Spanish tracks, incorporating English or Spanish lyrics. Uh, we'll get into this having, you know, having idols from all sorts of countries with all sorts of native languages. Mm-hmm. So the quickly globalizing sphere of K-pop is just uh, putting in the homework. I see. I see. But it's kind of like an odd comparison. I know it's kind of like opera in that sense, where operas are meant to be sung in, you know, latin or italian yeah no it's it's absolutely a a similar concept where it's just that's how it is last year at stray kids i was completely thrown off because i know the words and fan chants for their japanese single all in and they threw me for a loop by doing the korean version so this is completely where all that comes in where sometimes you'll end up with four five different versions of the same song (laughs) So when's your next concert? That I don't know. Don't know. We will see. Maybe it'll coincide with the uh, ominous event horizon K-pop episode. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like drag me to a K-pop concert and say, <laughs> "Look, interpret." <laughs> interpret. <laughs> Murph, who enjoys concerts as leisurely activities. <laughs> I don't. I don't like concerts. I've never liked going to a concert. Except, well, okay, no, that's a lie. I liked the Brandy Carlisle concert I went to for New Year's. I mean, I got to, I, I sold my mom on it. I said, we're in the nosebleeds. People sit at these shows. <laughs> You're not supposed to stand unless everyone around you is standing. Then it's kind of just mob mentality. Yeah, well, because you can't see anything if everyone's standing. Oh, and the fans will murder you if they can't see their fave. Do K-pop shows have mosh pits? No. You you stay in okay. one place. Okay, so there's not a designated, like, dance area. No. There's usually a fun and game segment where if you are trying to get caught on camera dancing the choreo, you might want to get some room to yourself, so maybe you'll move out to the aisle or something. I don't know why, but you saying the word choreo filled me with such, like, fear in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy business. Like, oh no, there's, there's lexicon and shorthand. <laughs> choreo which exists in any dance industry <laughs> you know let's, let's let's not talk about k-pop let's talk about something of of merit and value let's talk about the classics yeah yeah what do you got i have been reading a 16th century novel by a a a monk a a man of learning and humor uh it is the the collections of rabelais Known most for for the novels Gargantua and Pantagruel. Okay. And that is a series of novels about some giants of noble birth who like to 
shit, drink, and fuck. <laughs> I love that that roller coaster was like moving up. It hit a very calm plateau and then it just like hit right there. There would be a music sting right there. So, so this is effectively like 16th century family guy. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Like, I don't know how else to sell it. It's like, it is, it's this, like, Rabelais was this French monk who, like, worked in the vineyards and stuff. And, you know, you don't have a lot of time to, like, I mean, you have lots of time as a monk to do things. And he just wrote down these goofy little stories and ideas he had, making fun of of the nobility and such. (laughs) Okay. It's like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, with some giants that like to eat shit, drink, and fuck. <laughs> uh, so let me, let me, let me, let me read you a little, a little section. Oh my god, Murph just pulled out the biggest book I've ever seen. Well, okay, so this is five collected novels. <laughs> that's why it's the biggest book I've ever seen. And that, that sucker's paperback. Yeah, I know, I didn't expect that. It looks like a college textbook. <laughs> I know. Well, I first learned about this in my college course on oh. medieval humor. <laughs> and I was like, I like I like this. I'm going to buy the full thing and read it over the summer. I love hearing what classes people took in college. That's the most Murph class I've ever heard. This whole chapter is the one that sold me. Okay. So it begins with a genealogy. So Gargantua is the papa giant and Pantagruel is his son. But we have to learn about Gargantua's childhood mm-hmm. to his father, Father Grangauser. Okay. Who is also a giant, but not as giant as Gargantua. Okay. And it's kind of like, all the stories are kind of, you know, Paul Bunyan yeah. for us Americans, where it's stuff like, and Paul, his steps were so big, his footprints became the Great Lakes. Right. It's like that, but filthy. <laughs> um, and so so there's a bit where Grand Gausser goes off to, to the capital to, to meet with some other nobles, and he comes back, and his son is like five. Gargantua is five, and they have a little walk in the woods and talk to learn, to f- find out what Gargantua has learned, and he's he's talked about, I've learned about all the great things to wipe my butt with. Oh. And and Grand Gausser is like, can you can you tell me about that? Uh, can you tell me about it in verse, even? Tell, tell me. And Gargantua goes, yes, here's a poem I've written. It goes, a roundelay, a shitting, I was found yesterday. The tax to my arse should pay. The bunghole breathed so vile a funk that one would wonder how I stunk. Oh, had but there been some brave signor brought her to me, I waited for a shitting. I would have cleft her water gap. Love that phrasing. Oh my god. <laughs> and joined it close to my flip flap while she had with her fingers guarded my foul knock and drow all bemurded. A shitting. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he goes on, and this goes on for a whole page, listing all the things he wiped his ass with. And I'm not going to read all that, but it, like, like, like just accept. I wiped my tail with a hen, a cock, with a pullet, with a calfskin, with a hare, with a pigeon, with a cormorant, with an attorney's bag, with a montero, with a quaff, with a falconer's lure. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's... <laughs> It's like the, it hits you with the weight of like, oh, people have always been people. So when you say a monk. (laughs) 
Uh, like a monk. You mean like a man of the cloth? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. He lives in a he lived in a monastery, <laughs> and he just wrote these fucking <laughs> little stories. I feel like this is such a great answer to questions of what people did before television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And like again, like look at the thickness of this boy. This is let me get like a little count at the end. Seven hundred and eight pages. I I I want to know. I I want someone to do the math for me in in like description to subject ratios and give me like <laughs> Martin. Give me Tolkien and then give me this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I want to know. <laughs> Because already like that a was whole, a lot. There's a whole chapter about his codpiece. And wow. how they have to make it so huge. Wow. And how, <laughs> and how his dad has to like instruct the nurses to keep away from him because his 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 cock is so huge that they keep going in and playing with it. Wow. <laughs> that's, all I can, that's all I can say. It's just wow. That's I so, I love it. Yeah, uh, but but that is not the only old classic I have been reading. There's more. <laughs> I this one's not as perverse. Uh, uh, well, it kind of is, but not not in a fun as. way. Um, I have been reading some classic manga. Oh, ooh, from Kozu uh, Kozua Koiki. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sorry. I checked it several times. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Um, this guy is known for his samurai manga. Oh. Uh, particularly how they were later adapted into live action films. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub is oh, his big one. Oh, okay. I do and, know. And like that. most people know Lone Wolf and Cub, even like osmosisly. Like that's right. his big claim to fame. He also did some other things Lady Snowblood, Path of the Assassin, Crying okay. Freeman. Yeah, so um, even if the name sounds familiar, those should all be very known. Yes. Like it's it, the entire. If you go on like. Uh, it's no longer HBO Max, it's now Max. If you go into, like, their foreign film collection, it's, like, the entire Japanese section is, like, Godzilla films and films adapting these mangas. Okay. And so I, I, I've been reading them. Mm-hmm. And I've read, I've been reading uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, because that's the big one. It also has the most volumes. And I've also been reading Path of the Assassin, which is uh, something else I'll get into. But with Lone Wolf and Cub, it l- let me ask you this, because this is going to get into when we start talking more about fan fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about slow burns? Uh, I gotta, you, you gotta pull me in for slow burns. I'm not usually one for like romance stories where the entire story is the romance to begin mm-hmm. with. So you got, you gotta pull me in. You gotta. But sell not me on even that like one. necessarily slow burn like romance stories. Just something oh. where it starts off slow and very yeah. episodic. It's like it like. How do you feel when someone says, oh, you got to watch this show, but you have to watch it from the beginning, but at season four, it gets good. Right, right, right. Or I'm even, like, thinking about, like, some Stephen King things. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, where sometimes it you, you can feel a piece's length. <laughs> There's a reason why I prefer Stephen King's short stories. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at on general slow burn is like, again, I, I feel like I have to be sold on it unless it really works. So in this yeah. case, do you find, do you find that it's, com- that it's compelling? 
It's so volume one of Lone Wolf and Cub is very episodic. You don't even really get the guy's backstory. Uh, but for those that don't know, the Lone Wolf and Cub, he's this assassin. He's this incredibly skilled like ex samurai, and he's traveling the world, or not world. He's traveling Japan with his infant son. He is the lone wolf. He is the cub, and he often uses the child in his like assassination things. Like in one story, he sends it out into the river, and the baby pretends he's drowning. So a nobleman goes in to like dive and rescue it, and then lone wolf comes up from the water and just stabs him and drowns him. Okay. And it's like volume one is just short stories like that. It's just to like really hype up, like, "Wow, this guy's a badass." He thinks of every angle. It's a lot of like, "There's no way he can beat our our captain. Our captain's the master of the." one stroke horse killing style and okay. then and then he just like deflects the one horse kill stroke kill, the one stroke horse killing style it's like okay. there's no way but then you get to volume 2 and they do start working his backstory and do start doing more elaborate stories like one of my favorites is this story where he encounters another uh ronin of equal skill and this guy's like basically working as like a sideshow attraction like, if you can hit me, you'll get $100, that sort of thing. Okay, oh yeah. And they have, like, a real-ass conversation about, like, what do guys who are de- as deadly as us, like, do with their skills when there's no war going on? Oh, okay, like an old country for no men. Yeah, and the sideshow guys is like, you're using it for, like, you're killing. I'm just doing it for, like, money and fun. And so they have a they have a fight. But in this graveyard, and it's an awesome thing where they're doing, like, the Sherlock Holmes, like, thinking about what the other one's going to do. It's this psychic battle before they strike. And then they they both conclude a sideshow guy's going to win because he's just that much stronger. And then they actually attack, and Lone Wolf just throws his katana at his gut and impales him. He's (laughs) like, you know what? I didn't see that coming because I didn't predict a samurai would ever abandon his blade. Oh, okay. And it's like, that's a that's a cool little story. And I had to get through all of, like, Volume 1, which was really so-so and kind of boring. But also, I don't think that would have been as effective had I not been familiar with Lone Wolf's character up to that point. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, like, in that context, like, I think it's a very good manga so far. I'm up to Volume 3. It's... And it's like very meticulously researched of the uh, time being set during the uh, the shogunate in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And you learn a lot about like, there's a lot of looking for loopholes and like the religion and politics of the time. I don't really know how to phrase that. Mm, there's like okay. a thing where Lone Wolf gets the his uh, son to pee on this passing noble. Oh, and the nobles like you have dishonored me. I I am go- I have to execute someone, but I can't execute the boy because that's against uh you know God's will. Okay, so I'm gonna execute you, the father, because you should have raised a more uh, disciplined son. And Lone Wolf is like, all right, I demand trial by combat. <laughs> <laughs> they square up, and that's when one of the lords like retainers are like, wait, I I recognize that guy. That's like. That's like the deadliest dude in Japan. Our <laughs> boss isn't going to win, but we can't intervene because if we interrupt a trial by combat, then our boss loses faith and it has a dishonorable death. Oh, <laughs> the bureaucracy of it all. Yeah, no, it's a lot of the bu- bureaucracy. And I just think that's neat. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, we got one more topic on the decompress, and it's the death of Reddit. Yep. Now, 
fruit, what do we mean by this? <laughs> um for 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 the un- uninitiated, which um I don't I don't know how much our listener base knows or cares about Reddit, but Reddit's like an aggregator, right? Like you, we, we people use it as an aggregator. Yeah. It's like it's a forum with multiple channels called subreddits and people use it as an aggregator to like post articles or memes or photos, anything. And earlier this month, Reddit user I am, that is, developer of the third-party Reddit app Apollo for iOS, announced that he was completely blindsided in some negotiations with Reddit. And in April of this year, Reddit reported that they would have upcoming API pricing changes for API requests for third-party users. So what, I'm not a, I'm not really a technical guy. What does that mean? What is so, an API? So like for, for the client, like for the app, to get the information from the website. Okay. Is like an yes. API request. Like that's just like the most simple glossing over everything way I could put it. Uh, but it's a transaction that basically gets it from the thing. And basically Reddit said this will be happening at some point in the future soon. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. when? And Reddit's like, soon. And six weeks later, so, like, very recently, Reddit went July 1st. That's when the pricings are going to change. Okay, yeah. And whereas API requests are usually pretty prudently charged, um, right now, as it stands, the Apollo app itself is free to use with in-app purchases available. I, I'm mm-hmm. currently on the premium, no ads, $12 a year tier. Mm-hmm. And um, API pricing changed to basically mean that Apollo would have to pay like $20 million a year to get information from Reddit. Wow. Which is much bigger than anything was ex- than anyone was expecting. And <laughs> on top of everything else, the CEO of Reddit, user Spez, is kind of being a dingus about everything. Oh, that's the CEO? I didn't know that. I didn't know Spez was the CEO. Spez is totally the CEO, and this isn't the first time that he's been a dingus in public. And okay, so yes. this on top of everything else, um, Christian, user I am that is, he's like, that's, uh, I'm sorry, guys, we're just going to have to shut down the app. It's just not going to be feasible at this point to keep it going if this is how Reddit's going to go. And everyone's like, Reddit's hardly usable as is. Everyone, like, I use it, if I ever have to use it on desktop for some reason, I am using a Google extension called RES for Reddit, which is, like, it puts in some more functionality into Reddit. If you've ever Mm. used the website, it's not exactly noob-friendly. So people are just, after they've tried uh, protesting, which once they started protesting, Reddit started saying, open your subs again or we're going to ban you. And then when they open the subs, <laughs> they... I've been seeing a lot of subs being like, "We're shutting down and like yes. protest. We're like locking up the sub." Yes. And then other subreddits, like interesting as fuck, mm-hmm. have been rebelling in a very different way. Yes, which is that they clued in that Reddit can't monetize not safe for work subs. Yes, so it's just been flooded with porn. 
<laughs> exactly. Or people are absolutely tanking their content. Like if you go over to pics, everything is John Oliver. That's right. Yes. Everything's pictures of John Oliver. The meme subreddit has gone medieval. I don't know what that means, but don't know what that I means either. Said. But people are really trying and it l- really looks like there's going to generally be an exodus of the user base on July 1st because it's not just Apollo. It's also apps like Reddit is fun for Android mm-hmm. and a lot of other third party apps that people use to access Reddit are just not going to be usable anymore. So I'm just kind of surfing around silly little communities that where do you where do you go to find those things? Like I like to go surf through stupid food. Where am I going to yeah. find people making fun of silly little recipes? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely kind of like because it's one of those things that like with like the Twitter apocalypse. Yeah. You know, it feels like every two weeks or so we get like a mass group of people saying i can't be on twitter anymore yeah and then still on twitter yeah because there's no alternative and that's kind of (laughs) and that's that's the issue with the internet becoming such a walled garden yeah like i i was remembering the other day like what did i do before reddit and do you remember the website stumble upon no that was it was like a website that would just like you would put in some of your interests and it just had a catalog of websites where you would like hit a randomized button and it would just take you to a different website Jeez, yeah or we had like the cheeseburger network i'm outing myself as old here where (laughs) you were on ifunny no i was never on (laughs) ifunny But the the Cheeseburger Network had, like, every single different channel of curated memes. I see, I see, yeah. And so it was, oh my gosh. It's always hard watching a website die. Yeah, like, I wasn't there for Dig, but I have a really good idea of what it looked like now. We may may get into that a bit with our um, uh, topic of the week. We we might get into that a bit. (laughs) It's just, it's wild when you start seeing more and more posts on Tumblr show up teaching yeah. new users how to interact definitely like tumblr because it's unmonetizable it will never die <laughs> you know and yeah. i think that's the great secret it's so weird and it has such a little culture where again these rules are like if you like a like if you like a post that means nothing there's not a feeling of putting money into unlikable people's pockets exactly except for like you know, who who owns Tumblr now? Is it still Yahoo? I think it's still Yahoo. I think they I think they paid what was it? It was like 40 billion dollars or something. Something like that. Or am that. I thinking of the Twitter an absurd amount of money for it was Tumblr absurd. and they have lost so much. <laughs> they really have. No wonder they just keep on adding things to the Tumblr store. Well, I'm feeling mightily decompressed. So so do I. What do we got for show and tell, Murph? Show and tell time. <laughs> I'm so excited. You were very gleeful. It almost makes me uh, wonder if I should go first so that you can pack a punch after. Yeah, go first. Go first. So so this segment, we have gone out into the wilds of the internet and brought back something for the other to blindly react to. Right, right. And uh, th- this week's show and tell for me is going to be a little weird because we do have a wild card. But this show and tell has the TikTok that's important. So okay. I, I'm I'm sending I'm sending the TikTok. Murph is Murph is opening the TikTok. Craig Sestra, that's the room guy. <laughs> what 
is this capture? I have to drag a puzzle piece? Oh, no. That's right. Murph's not on TikTok. But I am. If you find me, you can get a cookie. UFO fans join the Kickstarter cope. So he's making... Greg Sestro's making an alien movie? So this was posted today. Earlier today. Um, This is on Greg Sestro's fairly recent uh, TikTok account. He opened it in May. Where he's still cashing in on the internet's fascination with Tommy and the room. But he's also using it to promote his new UFO movie, Forbidden Sky, which has a Kickstarter, which apparently the campaign's ending. Okay, is this, he's directing this, or? Yeah, I think he's doing, I think he's doing the all of it. Huh, I mean, that looks like something. Yeah, like, this was, uh, it says concept trailer, don't know what that means. Oh, so they haven't actually filmed anything, those are all stock assets I just saw. Right. Yeah, that was what was really confusing me at first. But I think it's an original voiceover for it. Yes. So this is all... It was surprising at first seeing Greg pop up on my For You page. Because the first thing I noticed was that he had a tiny amount of likes. It was like him talking about um, getting direction on the scene where Mark eats an apple. Uh Uh-huh. And it was like at... 7,000 likes, which is pretty small considering Greg. And even right now, he only has like 7,000 followers on TikTok. Like people still aren't really finding him. So I don't know who his social media manager is, but I feel like there's more work that can be done here. So is Tommy involved? No. As far as I can tell, unless he magically shows up with a producer credit. I'm looking at the, the Kickstarter... And it says, there's this sentence, with it now being the room's 20th year anniversary, this feels like the perfect time to make an alien movie together. Together? Oh, yeah, I think you're going further than I did. I didn't even look at that. Yeah, I, it was just so interesting that, like, someone involved in as much of a cult classic as The Room can Uh go this incognito on TikTok. Soundtrack from Dan Platzman of Imagine Dragons? Oh my. I'm hoping we can make something that will last another 20 years. So it might just be we like the royal we. Yeah. But it could be we like my weird friendship with Tommy. This set in Roswell, New Mexico, the story revolves around Alan Cobb, a small town radio host. He starred in a very bad sci-fi TV show called Retro Planet, infamous for its poor production value and cheesy acting. Greg, are you telling me something? (laughs) Uh, Cobb never let go of that character's persona alienating himself from this family and the real world now living as an outcast in his burnt out trailer in the desert he hosts a late night conspiracy radio show called Forbidden Sky it's a total joke until one night an alien race contacts Earth and only wants to speak to him it's not a bad story it's really not it's Galaxy Quest yeah yeah, it's Galaxy Quest it's also um oh something else came to mind earlier should have written it down it's it's also not what that TikTok trailer you just showed me is. Right, that's right. Like, that's like, like a trailer for like a horror movie. Unless it's going to go in that direction, which I have no idea. But what I will say is that the trailer before this post, so what was posted yesterday, includes a clip from The Room. Just so uh-huh. people have that context that that's who this is. Yeah. And so it's like a sad part of me 
but also like not sad because like you do what you gotta do people obviously associate you with this thing forever now there's lego sets he's advertising like memorabilia t-shirts blu-rays and minifig sets of the room of the movie maybe <laughs> what um okay what? then then somehow did he do a dracula thing i don't know again like you're Cause... you're you're further into this rabbit hole than i was what what i'm going to say is that this is an open plea to greg sistero's pr team i don't know what's going on and i am an internet savvy person sometimes i, I want to know what's happening i don't know what this is own a signed copy of Greg Sestero's previously unreleased original screenplay for Home Alone, Lost in Disney World. Terrible. Wild. I had no man. What are what are your feelings on Greg Sestero? I like that he continues, but I do think for someone because there's kind of Greg Sestero before the disaster artist, the the book, not the movie, yeah. and post. Hard agree, yes. Because you read The Disaster Artist, and he's very much has this tone of, like, I don't want anything to do with this. And then after. And then very much like Tommy, he came around to it being his whole life. Right. And it's like he can't, or he won't, distance himself from it. Yeah. And that's very weird. Well, they're $50,000 away with six days to go. Well, Greg Sestero, may, may the odds be ever in your favor. We're we're looking at your career with interest. Uh, he still looks good. He for being really like, he's does. Gotta be, he's got to be in his forties now or something, like early fifties. Yeah, and looking real good. So I mean, good for him. Yeah. Okay, my turn. Yes, I have. This was at. This was a last minute. S- the, the switch. The, <laughs> I, the expectations are high. I found something, and then I like found something else, and then I found something else. Oh no. <laughs> So so a while back, in our third episode on Rise of the Brave Tangled Dragons, we talked about MEPs, multi-editor projects. Right. Where people do these elaborate, like, crossover, like, videos, usually set to, like, a musical number for right. animated characters. And I said to myself, is there any that are, like, like that for, like, live action people? Are there people that are, like, I want to ship... Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory with Eric from that 70s show. I know exactly what you mean because I've seen these. And so I found one that was Owen Wilson and Anna from Frozen. (laughs) And I was going to show you that. And then I was like, has this person done anything else? Like Owen Wilson the man? Uh, From Wedding Crashers. (laughs) So like, is it Owen Wilson's character in Wedding Crashers? Okay. <laughs> uh but then I found this, which is a which is a compilation okay. of of other of various editors of multi-editor projects and I just need to see your <laughs> 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 the thumbnail. <laughs> that's that's a thumbnail. Okay. So this is so all Walfrew's watching this. I'm sure we'll get enters to let me explain what she's looking at. This, this is song so this is set to When Can I See You Again by o- Owl City, best known for being in the credits to Wreck-It Ralph. Right. <laughs> um, and this is, like I said, it- it's a collection of different shipping live-action characters with characters from anime and 
cartoons and Disney movies. <laughs> My favorite one is on right now. Uh, the pairings are Sherlock from Sherlock as in Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Joey Triviani! And, no, no, it's... And uh, Nizumi with, from some anime called Number Six. The second one is Joey Triviani from Friends, shift with Joey from an anime called Hero Man. That's a problem because Joey in Hero Man is thirteen. <laughs> that's one of that's one of a few problems I see here immediately. <laughs> Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon, shift with Yvain from Camelot. That that show Camelot, if you recall that. Cloud from Final Fantasy with <laughs> Megan Fox's character from Transformers. Okay, but like literally the hottest couple here. <laughs> yeah. Like the hottest, most age-appropriate couple in this compilation. <laughs> my my second favorite one is after that. Why? What is... Not the bike shots from Transformers! Doctor Who... So we've got the 10th Dr. David Tennant with Pocahontas. Disney's Pocahontas. <laughs> I have more problems. And because this is like pairing live action people with like anime. Oh my. And then Tulio from El Dorado with Rose from Titanic. This is like just, it's everything. It's everything that Cool World warned us about. I, yeah, but, like, because they're doing, like, live action with animated, and they have to put this this gross filter over it. My eyes hurt so much. <laughs> and also, like, are you seeing these, like, framing devices where they, like, portal in? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. oh, and, um, what's her name? Uh, Odette from Swan Princess. Yeah. <laughs> with Jareth, the Goblin King from <gasps> Labyrinth. I love this comment that says, I love watching David Bowie pelvis thrust to the delightful sounds of Owl City while generic Disney girl number 528 rude swoons at him from a respectable distance. What? A Hold well, on. Dad is not a Disney girl. Yeah. <laughs> you leave Megara alone. Oh, and the very final one, Megara from Hercules with Richard Cipher from Legend of the Seeker on Disney+. Plus. This is a good song still. It is. It's like, just like really because... not meant for shipping. <laughs> so, how do you feel about that? Do you ever have, like, secondhand embarrassment from other fandoms? Yes, 100%. And I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate so much when I feel the cringe, because it's like, that's not fair. People love this. This is giving people joy. Uh-huh. I do want to ask OP how they feel about it now. Yeah. Because this is from 2013. It is from 2013. That's very important. It's cute. It's cute. I got problems, but it's cute. The lack of irony, I think, is the... It's always the earnestness that causes way more cringe. And it's also like, because this is a compilation, this is three minutes, 49 seconds. Right. It's the length of the song. Of the song. And so they have to fit in... Uh, let so me get a much. Quick count. What, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different, like, ships. Yeah. The density of the implied narrative... In all of these. I just took in so much information that I don't know what to do with. Because, like, the, the, 
the Joey and Joey one is yeah. like the character from Hero Man like presses a watch and then it's there's a flash and now he's in the New York subway and Joey Triviani is like shocked to see him appear and he takes him to <sighs> to meet the friend group. <laughs> Just take him to Central Park. I... <laughs> Fandom's a gorgeous, beautiful thing. I'm yes. very confused by it in many ways sometimes, but I'm happy for other people's energy when it's used for good and not potentially questionable things yeah and now now that i was looking at these this morning my my recommends are all kinds of screwed up oh no i didn't even think about my recommends i just thought about my search history oh no can i get a twofer (laughs) can i please get a i we're gonna okay we're gonna okay 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 if we trim some of the decompress we could do a twofer (laughs) No, no i'll keep this in my pocket oh the pocket are you sure you yeah. sure? <laughs> now yeah. I just get to I just get to walk on eggshells knowing at some point I may be subjected to more of this. Yes. Okay. 100%. You get your sword of K-pop Damocles. I get this. <laughs> okay. Speaking of other mildly threatening things. <laughs> so that was show and tell. Everyone put an apple on teacher's desk. Uh, we're going to move Yay. on to the wild card. Gotcha, bitch, it's a wild card. Now, speaking of oddly threatening things, Murph, we're gonna... I have a new segment for wild card today. This is... This is a a, a sort of game um, for intellectuals. I call it arbitration of morals. Okay. And I'm gonna send you something, and um, listeners at home... Murph's going to um, decide if these people are going to hell. <laughs> so, okay. um, on today's right, episode, on today's episode of Arbitration of Morals, no. So, tell no. the class what I have what I have presented you. No, this is a link to AO3 archive of our own, and this is titled. The tin can to see the Titanic, but they lost control, and now they are lost in getting pretty damn horny. I will stop you there. We were we are going to get into more of the why of why this exists later on, but I learned of this fic from TikTok the other day, and I am, um, I don't know how to feel. I don't know if I'm pleased or horrified to tell you that there are 123 fics on AO3 tagged Ocean Gate as of today. Um, <laughs> the latest one does have Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio involved. I, um, um. this one in particular is, um, Huh, ironic. Ship fic. Um, you can already get where we're going with this. Murph, do um, you have do you have any uh do you have do you have any thoughts? Because I, I do. Clap, 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 clap. My ass applauded his skills. So that's a sentence. That that is a sentence. Um Okay, laying it all on the line. This is about the the Ocean Gate billionaire Titanic submarine people being yes. trapped, yes. and going out with an orgy. Yes, um, <laughs> with with each other. 
So, I ruled that OP, OP does not get to go to hell because this is trying too hard. It does open because two of the five, two were related, a father and a son, and they do open with the father getting killed to avoid incest i don't know why you have to do that i i don't i don't know why we have to that's where we draw the line commit murder to avoid incest his corpse is ostensibly in the tube while all this i feel i feel like that's really easy to avoid incest um that's just me but again i you ever read see i i originally thought that this red like edgy satire from like the 80s or gargantua actually yes we were just talking about in 400 years in four- this will be funny <laughs> i this will be funny but we're gonna need scholars to explain gonna- what's going on scholars. and then it will be highbrow I I do feel like it, we should have like a disclaimer. Like literally, the only reason I've been humoring jokes is to cope with the existential fear of going out like this because this is a tragedy. That should be said. That's pretty obvious. Um, and I especially feel bad for the nineteen-year-old son. Um, he didn't even want to be there. But. But at the same time, you are dealing it with the hubris of man. It was piloted with a knockoff Logitech controller. I keep telling everyone that those Logitech controllers are really well rated and that the Navy uses <laughs> controllers all the time for drone warfare. Okay, so- <laughs> then what about the monitor being screwed into the hole? <laughs> that is a whole different story. But, like, someone pointed it out. If you are local to Washington, and I am, and you are by proxy... That when we say that this submarine, the submersible, sorry, the submersible was made in Everett. <laughs> oh my god, it was? It makes so much more sense in a It was poetic. made in Everett, Washington? I, get, like, I didn't it was, know that. UW, like, UW contributed to, I think, oh gosh, like the pressure systems, which did work. But again, it was, okay. Uh, we're dealing with the hubris of man. Lives were lost. That's a tragic thing. People were making fun of the Titanic the week after it happened. It was such a bizarre thing to be on TikTok this week and just watch the deluge of submersible memes come through. Yeah. Where people go, eat the rich, and then we got the horrible news and everyone was like, oh no. It's I, a I didn't mixed. mean that. I didn't know that meant that something bad would happen to the rich. It's a little mixed with like the optics is like a little mixed up with that little. Uh, you remember when Richard Spencer got decked in the jaw? Vaguely. The Richard Spencer fan, the neo-Nazi. Yeah. Uh, he was decked in the jaw while explaining how Pepe the Frog had become an alt-right symbol. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is coming back to me. Punched him, and people. And people were like, oh my god, we can't resort to violence when it comes to the (laughs) neo-Nazis. When it comes to the neo-Nazis. So much for the tolerant left. (laughs) And then the other half was like, no, I'd I'd punch him again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, these are all very touchy subjects. But at the same time, we have like, we have accounts from people who say that they've been, they've been aboard the Titan four times, which means that they spent a million dollars Mm-hmm. To go to the Titanic 
four times. What are you seeing differently that you didn't get to see last time? <laughs> yeah. Do they have keychains? Do they have merch? Do you get a cool shirt? <laughs> this is I'm just I'm just reading these sentences and it's like it's very vanilla ultimately in yeah. terms of Again, like it's pretty like it's pretty try hard in that it's it says a lot to say a little. It's only and we'll get into this when we get to a particular part of our topic of the week. Yeah. But it's like it's only shocking because it it's sexualizing something you wouldn't think to sexualize yeah and it's it and again it's like it's shock content it's shock content for the sake of shock content and the only good line is like you blew you blew your good line in the beginning where op says this was directed at Stockton Rush. Stockton, what a dumb name. That's like how J.K. Rowling would name a billionaire. Like I should care. Should have just ended it there. Especially when I should say this is OP. Um, I am here for smut and smut alone. That should give you a hint as to what they're doing on, on AO3. Again, we'll also get into this later on. When you have sites that are like the Wild West in terms of moderation, mm-hmm. you get some insane things. <laughs> Yes. Coming out. So ultimately, to the point of this wildcard segment, I'm going to say this is not going to be the reason they go to hell. I like your line of thinking there. They have the capacity re- to go to hell, but yes, this is but this it. represents a mindset that could lead to hell. Yes. Yes. That's a very astute observation. All right. That was our first episode. <laughs> of moral arbitration of morals come back next time i like this they should get steve harvey to host this (laughs) it's a whole different set of morals to arbitrate all right all right it's time for the topic of the week get on with it and that is the 47 rules of the internet. Yes. It was hard to find like anything on when this was made. The dating is all off. Know Your Meme posits around 2004, 2006. That still sounds like too early, but I guess... I mean, when you think about... like I was reading macros from like the 90s when I was using the internet in mm-hmm. the thousands. So I also thought it sounded a bit early, but the like date... when I thought about the pervasion of... Yeah, Internet Archive says 2009. As, like, the solidification. Maybe, like, the final rules when they finally stopped adding to it? The 47 rules. So what what I can tell from the history is, like, at one point there was 10 rules, and then they were added on to, not necessarily by the same authors, they were right. incorporated into this grander 47 rule list, which was mainly right. put together by uh, anonymous users on 4chan. Right. At the time, at the late in the late two thousands, four chan was like the internet website. It was the source of a lot of memes, a lot of reposts, like a lot of our our meme culture today can be traced back to four chan. A lot of our internet culture today can be traced back to four chan, uh, embarrassingly. Yes. And so they put together this list of forty seven rules, one of which is very famous. Yes, and um, 
And what I will say, at least anecdotally, we've mentioned this before, I did spend some of my formative years on 4chan. This is way more rules than I remember there being. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everyone will tell you that it was way more of a pirate code. Yes, it's defi- it definitely reads more like that. And it's also incredibly dated. It's incredibly dated. In fact, it's so dated, if you'll indulge me, I would like to open, before we get into the rules, I would like mm-hmm. to open with a bit of verse. Yeah. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert, near them or on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer cold of command tell that its sculptor, well, those passions read, which yet survive stamped on this lifeless thing. The hand that mocked them and the heart that fed, and on that pedestal these words appear. My name is Anonymous, King of Kings. Look on my works, ye mighty in despair. (laughs) Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The lone and level sands stretch far away. So let's get into this list of rules. (laughs) And we're going to alternate evens and odds. Yeah. um... And try to explain them best we can. And you have more, you know, you're more versed in this side of the internet than I was. Supposedly. Supposedly. And I also have... uh, I'm, I'm also going to, at some points, quote the TV tropes article on this because they try to offer these really meaningful interpretations of these really meaningless rules yeah and i i do have um i i don't know where to even put this but like encyclopedia dramatica has a really good as good as the cesspit of encyclopedia dramatica can be um reasonable is a better word for it explanation of the rules Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of 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 the motive and reason why. Maybe we'll get to that at the end. Okay. That, I think that'll so, be good because they reference a lot of rules specifically. So rule number one. Yes. Rule number one. Do not talk about B. B should be explained to anyone who does not know. 4chan. Chan stands for channels. Yeah. And so um, B was the random channel where all the non-context things go it had no rules about moderation unless it was anything that was explicitly illegal and even then and the was known as a hive of scum and villainy and a place where you may see videos of someone dying irl or some some barely legal pornography there was um there were there were fluffy kitties and there was a lot of slurs and there was mm-hmm. a lot of debauchery going on in there. Um And it's kind of has this mindset of like at the time being like, oh, those those crazy users on B. Yep. Like we didn't really have this mindset of that being like the foundation of anything really damaging to the public psyche. To 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 really put it into perspective. The colloquial way to refer to the lurkers of B was to use the F slur. Yes. And that was literally the expectation and the practice. That should give you all you need to know about the culture of the time. Yeah. Uh, so, fruit, that you was know B. where I first heard about B? 
Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> Say it. You told me. Because <laughs> I'd already been... I. I adventured, I adventured and learned the unknowable, like, I, I, I'd learned the unknowable knowledge. You're like, hey, 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 little Murph, you're 14, do you know about B? <laughs> you can't say you know it, about look, B I'm Slender 10 Man? years older than you! <laughs> oh my gosh. But I do take, I do take responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah, because you know what I did after no! that, that trip up to Everett, Washington, where they made the murder sub? <laughs> I looked up B, and I, and I shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. Because I saw something that still burned into my brain that I'm not going to describe. <laughs> so that's What's B. rule number two? Um, do not talk about B. And fight club. Exactly. It's fight club. Um, it's the insular nature of B, where, um... We're going to get into this also. B was just really like a private club, but it was really just like a basement of filth. And they knew it and they what, were really proud of it. What you have to understand about 4chan is that usernames aren't a thing. Yeah, usernames like, are, are good. Everyone's anonymous. You can only figure out who someone is if they're within the same thread that they are posting in. But every time you post to a new thread, it assigns you a random number. So the only person who, like, if you ever know of anyone who had a name on 4chan, that's never a good thing. Like, yes. 4chan e-girl prototype Boxy, she had a username. And she mm -hmm. was allowed to keep that username. Because you have an option to put one in. You have an option to put in a username. But yeah. it's frowned but upon. why would you? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It completely goes against everything that the, because, the channel stands for because rule number three we are anonymous exactly and that you're gonna hear that name a lot in these next uh four rules anonymous now, i heard about them on fox news okay i have like two interpretations for this set of rules that we're getting into yeah the one and the one i i think is the intentionality is it's referring to anonymous the hacker collective Right, right. Because that was ostensibly who made the rules. It was a group's members of Anonymous. And Anonymous, if you know, they're like sometimes in the news because they do think they are a hacker group with some amount of legitimacy. But because they are Anonymous, a lot of like things get attributed to them that they don't actually do. Anonymous also does things like get Bodie McBoatface as a name. That's also uh -huh. anonymous. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it ranges from the most dumb to the most smart <laughs> in yes. terms of stunts and tomfoolery. The other more like universal interpretation, if we take this out of the time it was made and mm -hmm. try to apply it to today's internet, it just refers to the fact that most people on the internet are anonymous. Yep. You have a username. You don't know who they are IRL. Exactly. And that used to be that used to be the law of the land, you know, on the internet. You don't put your face, you don't put your address, you don't put your your things that scare you. Yeah. You know, in your in your bio. And it's crazy that we're having to teach the kids because their instinct now is to go against that. Uh -huh. They they didn't grow up with McGruff the Crime Dog with internet safety. Why would you not use your real identity unless you have something to hide? Like kids on 
TikTok, like their cards will just say, do not interact with me if you don't use your real name. And it's like, that's, it's not great. That's really not great. (laughs) I think that's something, I think Facebook ruined this aspect. Oh, I bet. And YouTube, YouTube also did because YouTube was Mm. entirely formed around like just influencer culture in general did a lot to change how we interact online because a lot of it is creating personas linked to faces. Yeah. And that's going to be sort of my banner description for this whole section. Uh, Cause what's what number four? Number four is anonymous is Legion. And that's like, we're, we're in the anonymous manifesto now, right? Like this is like the thing that they say, like we are anonymous, mm. we are Legion, we whatever. And it's like, it's it's the decree that like this is a secret club and we get to be secret. <laughs> and also it's just true like they are a nebulous party. Like this raid that you are in can be 5 dudes or 200 dudes and you have yeah. no way of knowing. No one knew how many people were involved in the Habo Hotel incident. <laughs> so the the TV tropes explanation is It sounds threatening, but in actuality, it refers to the many stones make a mountain principle. If we each do our part, we can make a larger impact than you can imagine. Did you just try to after-school special anonymous to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh Uh, my god. I don't know how they'd feel about that. Rule number five is anonymous never forgives. Nope. (laughs) Once they get that target on you... (laughs) It's mm-hmm. hard to change their mind, um, which I guess goes into six. Anonymous can be a horrible, senseless, uncaring monster. And that's just self-explanatory because, again, B wants you to act on your base desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just the darkest, dark little corners of your brain. Act on all of those things. That's what they want because it's also supposed to scare away the noobs. If you want to apply it to today, it is like, you know, going with this mindset of anonymous is just anyone on the internet. Right. Then it's like, you know, out of nowhere, someone can just be a real dirtbag to you and they can get away with it because there's no consequences. Right. What what are you gonna do? What are you gonna spend your day trying to track down and get legal repercussion for the dude who like said rude things to you on Twitter? You know, <laughs> right, right. All right. What's rule number seven? Anonymous is still able to deliver, they're, and that's they're they're never gone. Within the manifesto, that's like you know what? Anonymous can be do all these really cruel things, but every now and again they do something really charitable. Yeah. Like the last time I remember Anonymous being in the news was like they put out a video saying we're going to get Donald Trump's tax returns and right. prove the royal family killed Lady Diana. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anything really came of that, but they said they were going for it. And boy, how different history would be. Yeah. Okay, what's uh, rule number eight? Rule number eight was there's no real rules about posting, which... Is pretty it's pretty B-ish, um, pretty B-centric, but also it's like again, it's that it's encouraging the lawlessness. And it's all because it's like again, going back to what we said earlier, the, the worst and you know, I'll just say it. Rule number nine, there are no rules about moderation either. Enjoy your ban. Yeah. <laughs> the worst they can do is ban you. Yeah. So if you want to go into a forum and just do something really horrid, there's nothing they can really do to stop you until you've already done it. Exactly. <laughs> there is no 
there's not a social contract on the internet. It, it's just owning that we've told you to do whatever you want to do, which means that we will ban you for whatever we want. Rule 10. If you enjoy rival sites, don't. <laughs> um, It's very common. Like, B really, when, when at the time that I was there, like, Tumblr wasn't its heyday, almost. Like, it was really starting to take off in, like, 20... Like, when I was leaving B and stopping using it because I was growing my brain uh-huh. <laughs> and becoming a more understandable human. Mm-hmm. Um, Tumblr was getting more and more popular by the day. And so they really hated the Tumblr SJWs. Yeah. Just really against them. Um, they also hated Dig, which mm-hmm. Dig t- migrated over to Reddit. They also hate Reddit, just like Reddit hates everybody. So yeah. it's pretty universal. Every website thinks that they're better than everyone else. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like that thing of, like, everyone... There was a time when it was, like, everyone was like, Tumblr is trash. Yeah. But also, how many, like, meme websites were reposting, like, Tumblr posts? Exactly. Because they were funny. And it's, like, 4chan's also just stupid because B also hated all the other channels. Yeah. Like, the only ones that they were kind of friends with were... My Little Pony, and the Paranormal Board over at X. Like, uh-huh. that's it. Th- those are their only friends. You know what's funny? This TV Tropes article, I think they couldn't think of anything wholesome to do with that rule. So they changed Rule 10 to B is not your personal army. I have heard that one, though. And that's very... That was a very often re- repeated thing. Really? Yes. Because it would like you would get you would get trolls coming in and being like, B, come help, this website hurt my fifis. <laughs> yeah. And everyone would be like, GTFO, B's not your personal army. Okay. It really had to be like a concentrated effort where the lulls were too good to ignore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, I see. So that could that could be arguably We're going off of dead. what is deemed the most official. Yeah. Uh Rule number 11, all your carefully picked arguments can be easily ignored. That one is wildly still relevant. Exactly. Especially with, this is why you do not engage with the debate me crowd. Uh, Yeah. Because debate is not about figuring out who is right, it is about figuring out who wins the debate. Yeah. Who's got the most riz. High schools do not have debate teams and debate competitions to get to the bottom of what is, like, the correct side of a debate. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, again, like, so many of these are just, like, related to each other. Like, there's really a flow to the rules. It's a bit like, you know, if you, any sort of doctrine, like a religious doctrine where it's like, rule number one, uh, don't don't kill your wife. Rule number two, don't kill your brother. Rule number four, don't kill your kids. Yeah. It's like, can we just have like a banner, don't kill? Don't, don't murder. <laughs> yeah. Because rule 12 is anything you can and say will be held against you. And I mean, like, all I had to say to that was like, yeah, don't, don't be too bold in a public setting where nothing's ever deleted. <laughs> The internet is forever. Yeah. And, you know, all it takes is one person with access to their Windows snipping tool to... You can delete it, but it could have been screen capped. Exactly. If it's not preserved in the annals of B, it's preserved on LulCal somewhere. Okay, rule number 13. Anything you say can be turned into something else. 
fixed. I'm glad this that works fixed. better in a visual format. I'm glad fixed lasts through every iteration of these rules because mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, like that's the whole joke. <laughs> it it is yes. true. There was a horrible time in Tumblr history where you used to be able to edit people's reblogs. Yes, the famous uh, John Green cock monologue. Poor John Green. <laughs> How can you bully that man off the internet? <laughs> I know. And this is just basically saying that, like, with the internet and, like, access to all these sorts of, like, editing tools. Yeah. And this is something we see right now with, like, memes. These weird, like, mosaic memes where they'll take, like, a screen grab with something like a caption sentence and then they'll black out sections of it so it spells out, like penis or something you know oh yeah 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 yeah. like on as obvious of a edit as that to even like fake twitter accounts Uh getting accepted as the real thing and so it's like anything can be made into (laughs) or interpreted as anything and you don't have any you don't have any control over how other people use what you post like that's pretty just still very true to this day um 14 do not argue with the trolls. It means they win. Back in the day, the kids used to say that they were going to rustle your jimmies, and that's all they wanted. <laughs> that, yeah. That's all they wanted to do. And if that's what they got, then they won. And this always would be like what would make or break a raid is how yeah. you handled it. That one is, like I think, still relevant, probably still super relevant. Yeah. Because we used to say... Do not feed the trolls. And every day I get onto Twitter and I see people just pouring slop into the troll feeding bin. Yes. You know? Yes. Because even I think in my, okay, in our document of bad ideas, I have my scratch paper. And Mm. in there I have TikTok and the death of sarcasm. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many probably underage accounts of people being like, is this real? Why are you doing it like that? Yeah. And adults making the same dry joke over and over and over again and kids just not getting it. And it's like that, it's, you, they're winning. You're, you're letting them win, kid. And it's like, and there's also like just a mindset of like how these things can be monetized. Like, you know, yeah. all those videos you see of people making like, the most insane mixed drinks or food. Rage bait. Yeah, it's like no one's actually making a a turkey dinner where they shove an entire block of cheese into the turkey and cook it like that. That's not a serious recipe. That is to get you to click on it, to comment on it, which generates revenue for the person that put it out. Exactly. That's the biggest fight that like, yeah, the subreddit I'm not going to be able to enjoy anymore. Stupid food. That was their biggest fight was that they always had to tell people stop posting rage bait. Stop interacting yeah. with rage bait. Yeah. And I see the other with that alcohol man who does like these tubs of like every type of vodka. I know and, exactly like, who you're talking sticks about. And gummy worms. My man was making my man was making jungle juice on YouTube back in 2008 and no one had a problem with him then because it was just college kids watching him. Yeah. It's yeah. just crazy. People just they don't um, know what to do. If it's not for you, just don't comment. <laughs> number 15, the harder you try, the harder you will fail. Remember when epic fails were a thing? Oh my god. They were such a thing. It's that schadenfreude, you know? Okay, the TV Tropes explanation is, which is more amazing, failing at making a Lego elephant or failing to make a Lego 
Wait, what is more amazing, failing to make a Lego elephant or failing at making an elephant-shaped house? What? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is seriously like the House of Mouse takes a freaking road trip to 4chan. I don't understand <laughs> what. There was a time when the internet was obsessed with failure because the internet made us all more connected. So you could see people screw up more often. Yeah. People love to see things screw up. That's why we have the Titanic billionaire memes. Um, or even just like, you, you think about like iconic internet memes from the 2000s. It's like, you think of like Grape Lady where like that poor reporter woman just like fell over in the vat at the winery and she made the really funny noise when she fell over. Uh-huh. Like... That wasn't even that epic, but people loved it. Well, because they got to make fun of a woman. That's that's why. But <laughs> but it's it's every it's the inevitable failure that people are craving. So it's sixteen, <laughs> which goes into if you fail in epic proportions, it may just become a winning failure. And my note literally does say something something Ocean Gate Titan, or Tommy Wiseau, or Tommy Wiseau. Or the Wonder Bread guy, you know, we talked about that. Like, there are people that turn their failures into profit. Yeah, yeah. Rule number 17, every win fails eventually. Why did this have to be a trilogy of rules? <laughs> they really wanted to... Yeah, I would love to be a fly on the wall for the discussion <laughs> of this. Like, the, the Council of Mycenae. Like... <laughs> another, another fail rule, really? Every win fails eventually. Like, I guess that's true. It, it just kind of comes across like life advice. Yeah. Like, don't put all your be eggs in one basket. If you're winning, are you really winning? I, and I think it's just also like, you know, a good thing can't last forever. There was, a, there was a time when people were like, oh, the MCU hasn't made a bad movie yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I just completely got thrown back into that little phase i don't really have much more to say about the fail and win rules so yeah <laughs> which i guess brings us to 18 everything that can be labeled can be hated um the internet was always some of the loudest and most vitriolic uh dissenters of anything because there's this feeling of once it has a name to it, then you start ascribing attributes to it. And this is, like, not something bound to the internet. It's just the internet yeah. multiplies the speed at which things become things. One of the writers from Team Four Star is a VTuber now. Oh, right. And he was, he was getting a, a clip of him, like, reposted around. And someone was like, oh, what, whatever happened to that guy? What does he do? And, there, and that person responded, oh, he's a v VTuber. You can find his Twitch here. And the the person responded, oh, he's a VTuber? Yikes. Because it comes with these connotations, you know. What's wrong with being a VTuber? I still don't understand. It's linked up, well, it's linked up with anime, and it's linked up with e-girls, and Twitch thoughts, you know. All these other labels, you know. Right. Next rule, number 19, the more you hate it, the stronger it gets. This is just the troll rule again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> TV trope says hate is pointless. Don't waste your time on it. Oh my god. <laughs> I think it's just. I think this one could be interpreted as what do you give power over you? You know what yeah. do you, living? I'm living in your mind, rent free. Ugh. 
which I guess like leads us to 20. Um, nothing is to be taken seriously. And um, my notes put, this is just the it's a joke crowd. L take. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> like it's again, it's it's just that feeling of there are no consequences on the Internet. Ergo, nothing yeah. is to be taken seriously because nothing can be taken seriously. With every oh tragedy, there are people making jokes. I remember people making jokes about, like, Notre Dame burning down. Ugh, yeah. If there was something like like Joe Biden it tripped and fell in a wood chipper, there'd be <laughs> memes about it within the hour, you know? Because And that's just, like, a staple of comedy, and I don't want to get into the whole Ricky Gervais, anything, nothing is off limits, you know, thing. It's just a statement. Speaking of L takes. It's just a state the <laughs> banner statement of a good enough comedian can make something funny. Right. Right. Rule twenty one. We have another this one's like a pentology of rules. Rule twenty one, original content <laughs> is only it's original only for a few seconds before getting old. I mean, I guess at least as far as originality. Yeah, I guess for the sake of the joke, you would want to be a bit redundant with this one. <laughs> it's easy to get cynical on the internet because, like, the moment you see someone, like, doing something, like, a trend taking off. I'm trying yeah. to think of some, like, something specific. Okay, something like Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. The Five Nights at Freddy's spun off, like, a whole genre of, like, mascot horror. And a very specific kind right, of right. mascot horror. Yeah. And it's like, it was only, like, the first FNAF game is the only one that can be its own thing, you know? Right, because it did start as soon as the first one was was out. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I was, um, I've been listening to this new podcast, the, the Star Wars Old Canon Book Club, where they're going through mm -hmm. looking at all Star Wars media in order of release. And they're looking at novels and books and, novels and books, and comic books and things like that. And they... They start with the first movie, and one of them, like, says, like, the first Star Wars movie is the only one that that got to be called Star Wars. Just Star Wars. Because when it was released, it was just Star Wars. It wasn't Star Wars Episode Four. It wasn't Star Wars A New Hope. It was just Star Wars. And then everything after was Star Wars. Merchandise, media, movies, spinoffs, etc. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, what's rule number 22? <sighs> Copy pasta is made to ruin every last bit of originality. Rule 23 is copy pasta is made to ruin every last bit of originality. For the joke, hee hee. Uh, if you don't know, copy pasta is a a bit of, of internet text that has just been memed to death verbatim. It has been reposted. The most famous one is the, the Navy SEAL. What did yeah, you I was just gonna say, say to the me? Navy... Yada, yada, yada. I have 300 confirmed kills. Uh, yeah, that whole paragraph. And it uh, sometimes, if you hit me at the right time, in the right place, it can still be funny. But again, that's just it. Humor's all execution. Yeah, and it's it. what the actual statement of the rule is, is that once like people have glommed onto something's funny, but they can't really yeah. explain why enough to recreate it, they just repost yeah. it. Yes. Like, I, I was a young man in high school. I remember when me and my friends would sit around and we would think reciting Family Guy bits verbatim was like the peak of, of social interaction. Oof. Oh. Oh, I can picture it. Oh, it's glorious. I guess that brings us to 24 then. Every repost is a repost of a repost. 
And um, I don't know I how mean, this is different from the copy pasta one or the 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 only thing that I saw it come to is that reposts also are when you're in a difficult to search format like 4chan, which was near impossible to search. It's only pages. Mm-hmm. Um, you do come into a lot of you do come into a lot of copy of not copy pastas, but a lot of reposts. And you can even run into that a lot in, like, Reddit, which is a pain to search on. Yeah. Um, TikTok's forcing it now because you can't pin comments anymore. So you get a million questions of people going, what is this thing? What are you doing? Where'd you get that? Yeah. Over and over and over again because you can't search the comments. Um, it's kind of just like a little... It's Again, These so many yeah. of these are just anecdotal. Here, I'm a, I'll, I'll go big brain with it. It's go about it. how knowledge is like cumulative like Ooh. you can only the thing i just did talking about star wars that was yeah. me quoting someone else talking about star wars that wasn't my own original thought right that was something i had heard someone else said i don't know if it was their own original thought but it sounded cool so i repeated it but i did the i did the right thing of not trying to pass it off as my own i cited exactly exactly Okay, what's rule 25? Rule 25, relation to the original topic decreases with every single post. So this is another one of the internet doesn't care about your intent or seriousness. Yeah. Um, because, and you know, it, it, what it's really talking about is in terms of a forum. You know, yeah, you yeah. ever, I, I remember on my days on the Spore forums, <laughs> you would go on to a topic, and then the first few pages would be about what the original poster was talking about. And the, but if you skip to page fifty nine, suddenly they're exchanging like taco spice recipes. Right, right, and that's it. It's also getting into I think the like the way that I interpreted the rule was like every time you do talk about the thing, the original intent is more and more obscured. Mm-hmm. So to a point where people are like, where did Rick Rolls even come from? And then you have to actually like deep dive back into where that even started. And when you suddenly have, you, you find yourself explaining, well, this is what a duck roll is. And it turned into a Rick Roll. And you realize that you're just spouting nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rule 26, we have another repeat. <laughs> Any topic can easily be turned into something totally unrelated. <laughs> How is this... Literally the thing you were just saying. How is this not rule number 13? I don't know. (laughs) Anything you say can be turned into something else fixed. No one ever said that it's a good list of rules. (laughs) (laughs) Just that it was the list of rules. Exactly. Okay. Rule 27. Always question a person's sexual preferences without any real reason. Boo! Uh, cause you know what we like, you know, we have pride month and we like to get <laughs> people on the internet, like to trick you into thinking we have always been okay with, with the gays and the LGBTQ. Oh that is <laughs> 100% not true. Okay. <laughs> I know this is so weird. It's when we get into like rule 27, we're just starting to like really uncover how, unconfident everyone was about their own preferences and personal lives in the 2000s who who were our, who are our gay role models in the 2000s 
Queer Eye. The <laughs> girls watched Queer Eye. <laughs> exactly. The 2000s were such a godless time that we came up with metrosexuals <laughs> to make men feel better about taking showers. I was called metrosexual in high school. Oh. You know what's extra oh. funny? Huh. The TV tropes uh, list skips from rule 24 to rule 29. <laughs> These next ones aren't involved because they couldn't make them wholesome. <laughs> Because they we're into the we're into the sketchy pit the sketchy bit of the rules. It's all bad. This is everything that you hate about 4chan that you already mm. thought you hated anyway. Okay, what's what's twenty-eight? <sighs> Always question a person's gender just in case it's really a man. So there was this time on the internet where the perception was much like video games, only men used it. Right, it was a weird ass boy culture mm-hmm. where there was no such thing as girls that played D anD D. There were no female coders. There were no girl gamers. Yeah. So obviously, no women played. Like no women were like playing around on 4chan mm-hmm. ever. And again, we're just getting into really weird toxic masculinity that was normalized for decades. I remember there was a thing that was like. Almost the majority of the World of Warcraft user base were women. It was like 53% or something like that. But they played right. as men. Right. If they played male characters in chats, they would act they would say, "Oh, I'm a guy." Exactly. Because what why would you want to deal with that? Mhm. Yeah. And that's still incredibly true. There's so many streamers who are women that just body the hell out of men in Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For this exact reason. It's great. Yeah, now this rule takes like a very, I don't know how intentional, but it comes across real transphobic now. Oh, uh, it's super transphobic now. It, I mean, because the internet was incredibly transphobic then. Yeah. Even more outlandish about it, too, where it was like the objectification, the fetishization of trans people, mm-hmm. but also the condemnation of them and the rejection of them. And it was just terrible. An awful, awful thing. So rule 29, in the internet, all girls are men and all kids are undercover FBI agents. So again, we're just repeating things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they just wanted to get in the bit about undercover FBI agents. Because To Catch a Predator was huge. To Catch a Predator was huge. 4chan was always talking about cheese pizza, which is CP, which is child pornography. And, like, they were obsessed with catching criminals. Yeah. They were obsessed with it. Like, that's a really weird thing for you to be obsessed with. The existence of child pornography. Yeah. (laughs) Here's TV Tropes interpretation. Oh, my God. Remember, we are all anonymous, which makes gender a moot point. Few people who point out their genders in an anonymous setting usually have ulterior motives. What? What? So if you step into a forum and say, like, hey, I'm a girl, it's because you want things, right? Weird, weird L-take, TV (laughs) tropes. Oh my god. I'm gonna pull out the I'm a man card in this forum. Yeah, I mean, you know, that is a very hopeful, God bless the person that wrote that interpretation. Um, The (laughs) issue is, is that in an anonymous setting, people assume you're a guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that is an issue. That's an issue. Anonymous doesn't use they, them. (laughs) No. Oh my Uh, God. Okay, let's get out of this bad place. Oh, damn. No, we still got bad place (laughs) for a couple more rules. We're in the, we're in the deep end. (laughs) 
Rule 30. There are no girls on the internet. <laughs> Due to being I... anonymous and gender being a moot point, saying you are a girl, quotation marks, usually denotes the poster is not a girl and is just saying that to get to an attention. Or is a girl really just trying to get attention? Either way, trying to get everyone's attention is a trolling tactic. Ignore them. Girl? What girl? We're all in nons. So I'm just going to take this moment to say that calling out pick-me's is something real pick-me's do. <laughs> okay, you're going to need to really define what, what that means. <laughs> pick-me's are the new I'm not like the other girls girls mm-hmm. where you are being like your behavior is being attributed to wanting the approval of men. That's what a pick-me is. Like pick-me. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to keep in mind that belittling pick-me's is weird-ass, weird-ass, I, like, sexist behavior. Yeah, I remember when I first started watching, like, Critical Role. Oh. And and a lot of the early epi- episodes of Critical Role have these comments that are like, Man, how'd they find three hot babes who play D&D? They must have had to teach them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Someday in the other and like on ominous event horizon rooster teeth episode, we're gonna have to talk about the internet's relationship with women mm. <laughs> in the abundance yeah. of unresolved mommy issues. <laughs> uh, rule thirty one: tits or GTFO. <laughs> the choice is yours. So this was a saying. This was a phrase on on four chan and other four chan ish forums where if someone came in saying I am a girl. This is basically the call out, prove it. Yep. And it's objectifying, it's productive, it's dismissive. Take your pick. There's a whole lot. And it's that way on purpose. Again, all of these, they're features, not bugs, of the culture at the time. This is the badass hacker code for the badass hacker boys. Yeah. Like, this is... Like, oh, you gotta be able to cuss with the big boys. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to keep up. So TV Tropes has this one. They can't spin it. They can't spin it. They kept it. Interesting. Any person claiming to be a girl has to post a picture of her breasts in order to prove that she's telling the truth. If she refuses, she's considered a liar and has to leave. <laughs> now That's... imagine Sir David Attenborough saying it in a documentary. <laughs> And it's more stomachable. Okay, are we out of the bad place with Rule 32? I think so, maybe? Uh, it depends on your feelings about the rest. So, Rule 32, you, oh, must, have, you <laughs> must have pictures to prove your statements. And, um, I mean, tr- true. Burden of proof and everything. It picks or it did not happen. Yep. Which, unfortunately, has misogynistic roots. Because it also does, yes. It traces to anonymous users on 4chan saying, like, I went out to a movie with my girlfriend. And people yeah. saying, like, you don't have a girlfriend, prove it with a picture of her. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> 80% of these can be traced back to you. It's sexist. <laughs> yeah. Now, unfortunately, this, I feel, in, like, our modern internet, this one is no longer relevant with the advent of AI images and Photoshop being just that good. The picture is no longer proof. You need, like, a picture, you need witnesses, you need... You gotta have the receipts. And so, like, even when I was talking about, like, the death of Reddit earlier, user I am that is, Christian, who runs Apollo, he came in with the receipts. He said, here is the recording of my phone call with Spez, where we go over everything. I live in Canada, where we have one-party recording rules. Mm -hmm. 
Like, here's everything. Here's, like, emails. Here's the phone call. Here's recordings. Here's an article where he says that I was threatening to blackmail him. And it just comes in with everything that you could ever want. Like, it was a full-on burn book situation. It was great. Mm -hmm. It was glorious. The man came prepared. Rule 33, lurk more, it's never enough. So lurking refers to the act of being on a forum and not posting anything, but you're reading all the posts and threads. And it's basically advice for new users. Before you just uh, skip in being like, hello, I'm new. You know, get Uh. the feel of the room. Recognize who some of the bigger names are. And it's also good advice if you're going on like, I don't know, a forum and just immediately start asking like like any sort of like technical forum or, or gaming forum or whatever. Just use the search function if you have a really basic question. I am... Yeah. Subscribe to the Mass Effect subreddit. I cannot tell you, like, the number of times I will open it and, like, the top three topics will be, like, should I play Mass Effect Andromeda? (laughs) You know, if you have a really basic question, someone's probably already answered it. Lurk more. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. I don't know about you, but lurk more, honestly, what what a great, what a great little callback to a great copy pasta because as soon as you were like don't just skip in like i'm new i was all i could think in my head was holds up spork and i wanted to cry (laughs) (laughs) i wonder how katie's doing uh you know lurking more I'll, i'll go another big brain interpretation you know when you're coming in fresh to drama actively in process mm-hmm learn everything that's going on before you make your your barnum statement that's honestly still sage advice. <sighs> okay, say the big one. It is time. It's the one that we know, the one that we all know. You know that there's a rule for it. You might not know where it came from. It came from here. Rule 34. There's porn of it, no exceptions. Okay, this one has a weird history. I Because I oh? was finding like claims that this predates the rule list. I mean, it kind of just makes sense. No, no. The term rule 34 predates because someone made like a comic that was like oh rule 34 of the internet if you can think of it there's porn of it the joke was is that there was a list of rules of the internet and this was one of them and then people were like let's make the actual list yeah 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 i do feel like i've heard of this unless i've just been like but i can't find i have seen the 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 comic that's claimed from i could not find the original posting of it to verify if it predates the list to any listener out there if you have proof of this you will get a forbidden sky minifigure set it picks or it didn't happen exactly there's actually a really weird um recent story for for 34 that just came up for me um i've been following the horror project welcome home mm-hmm. online from user just goes by clown. Yeah. And they are like he's doing such an amazing job setting up this incredible world. You'd love it. It's like a a twisted 70s puppet show mm-hmm. that was yeah. lost that's lost media. And now there's a website of archivists, but there's something weird about the website. Like something mm-hmm. spooky going on. And it's this amazing, great story. And like Clown is very upfront and says like, oh, this is really personal to me. Like I'm working out a lot with this series and like with this entire project. And it didn't take long for the not safe for work to come in. 
Because when people hear that these are very meaningful characters and then they start to project their own things onto these characters, it's really easy to claim these characters and want to do with them whatever you please. And Clown in the beginning was even like, I'm not, I'm not into that. So I, please try to keep it away from me if you do it. (laughs) Yeah. And has like now recently decided, hey, here's a hashtag that I am telling you to use. Use the hashtag if you would like to do not safe for work content, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to police your enjoyment of my content. Yeah. (laughs) And so in a way has harnessed harnessed the horny Mm -hmm. (laughs) and is trying to corral it away and i think that's such a smart respectable way to do it here is a sanctioned hashtag go nuts (laughs) hey fru you know where i first heard about rule 34 bro if you (laughs) hey little murph do you know what rule 34 is (laughs) you need to tell the people at home right now what our age difference is (laughs) i i actually don't know off the top of me noggin (laughs) Oh my god! Merv, how- I'm doxing you now. How old are you? I will be 27 this year. I am 30! Okay. <laughs> I- <laughs> When you I... start stories like Little Merv, and like people are imagining like a six-year-old. I'm there with my beanie and my lollipop. <laughs> and I'm there, just a cryptid. Floating in the background. Hey, kid, you ever heard of Rule 34? I have trauma, apparently. I feel like there was a time before pornography on the internet could be so profitable. And maybe it always was, and I was just a little boy. But, like, I I feel like there was a time where it was lumped in with the nothing is taken seriously on the internet Mm -hmm. thing. Because I remember, like, you know... sweaty at night on my 3ds opera browser (laughs) looking up rule 34 and i got to an encyclopedia dramatica article on it where like the header image is like the twin towers photoshopped with open mouths and then the planes are dicks sounds right not good but there was a feeling of there was a feeling of this is this is for jokes this is for lulls no one's actually Mm -hmm. no one's actually getting off to this right right you'd (laughs) Um, be surprised my man for as much as they want the 4chan and stuff want to play up like we're we're internet tough guys they're very innocent about (laughs) a lot of things like there was a time when like they they claimed they were watching my little pony ironically and no one's yeah. actually attracted to any of the ponies, right? It's all this all this fan art of them doing doing naughty things is jokes. It's all lulls, right? Right, guys? Right? Projection. All of its projection. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I guess this finally brings us to 35. If no porn is found at the moment, it will be made. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because people will find like they'll they'll find those those gaps and they will fill them because uh, you know if there is not it's a it's any kind of it is an extension of fandom content you know mm-hmm. where there are people who like characters there are people who like characters and if they can't find any content of the characters they like they will commission it they will do it themselves etc cetera, etc cetera. right wonderbread yes <laughs> all right <sighs> An aspect of this, Rule 36. Quote, there will always be even more fucked up shit 
than what you just saw. I feel like this one should be quoted more. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's kind of just like one of those understood tenants of the internet, I always thought, where there's always going to be um, something bigger around the corner. But also, like, you never know how much bigger, right? Yeah, you you never know. I'll watch people who just, like, very colloquially and casually bring up, like, Mr. Hands. And it's like, how are you referring to that, like, so casually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The internet shares trauma. And it's just another one of those nothing is sacred rules. It's another one of those nothing is sacred rules. And then also, again, it's just the insular shock culture that's supposed to scare away the noobs from B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just boring nonsense. I don't even know what 37 is. Rule 37. See, now we get into, like, the really jokey joke ones. Like, I feel like you could just cut the list at 36 and also do a lot of heavy editing on the previous 35. Rule 37. You cannot divide by zero just because the calculator says so. So you don't remember divide by zero memes? Uh, Vaguely, but when this was funny? Because you know when I remember it being funny? When I was in the sixth fucking grade. (laughs) (laughs) Is that who's keeping... Divide by zero memes alive. Sixth graders. Probably. Because there were like video. When div motivators were really big. And whatever happened oh my to motivators. There would be things like it would show like a picture of a hole in the ground or something. And the caption would be like, oops, I divided by zero. Yes. Okay. I do remember this. And I don't remember. I never laughed at these. I don't know why they were so prevalent. It's It's nerd funnies. Something chaotic <laughs> happened, must have divided by zero. Oh, God. TV Trope says, nothing will, <laughs> nothing will never become something. You have to create things for others to be able to enjoy them. Also, don't try to wrangle the site rules to your favor. It won't work. What are you on, TV Tropes? <laughs> the navel gazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, we're back to redundancy. Rule uh, 38, no real limits of any kind apply here. Not even the sky. I... Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> the internet is all the world, both good and bad in one place. What you make of it is up to you, says oh my TV God. Tropes. These are terrible. Like, I feel like these are just like fortune cookies cracked open on a page. Oh my God. Okay, for- rule 39. Caps lock is cruise control for cool. Yelling. That's just like, it's another dank internet reference from the before times when caps locks was funny. And I mean, honestly, there's still some funny executions of this. Like the Starbucks subreddit has um, Venti Tuesdays where like they're Venti rants and you can only use caps lock. Okay. Yeah. Even in responses. Mm-hmm. And so when I, people are like, people are so rude to me today, and then you get someone else yelling back at them, I'm so sorry, that sucks so much. I would have gone for, like, Cheapy Tropes just says a classic meme. <laughs> they, don't <gasps> have a, they don't have a navel casing explanation. I just feel like, what does it mean cruise control for cool? Has the original intent of this been just eroded by time? Because I would have put, like, caps locks is code for urgency or something. I mean, it's just an easy way to look. Uh, oh when you God. need to get your I, list I of 47. Yeah, yeah, this is filler. 
This is and filler. And at this point, at this point because with these 40, filler ones, why not go to 50? Right? You could have done a, th- a few more. Anyway, what's um, rule 40? Even with cruise control, you still have to steer. Still yelling. I kind of saw what they were doing here because I think we're re- I think we're alluding to tryhards. Yeah. Maybe. Um maybe maybe I don't I don't know. <laughs> TV trope suggests that it's easy to overdo memes and look like an unfunny idiot in the process. Please use your internet wit, spiringly, and with common sense. And that's like the most insightful Thanks. one of these interpretations I've seen. I don't even know what 41 is. Desu isn't funny, guys. Seriously, it's worse than Chuck Norris jokes. I remember Chuck Norris jokes. Okay, so Desu is like a... It's a Japanese term. So it is in reference to that? Yes. Like, so this is like proto uwu speak. Kind of? Where people would make um, those jokes and be like, weeb joke. So, yeah, so desu kind of just, like, means, like, I like, kind of. That's, like, an interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, and there was a anime called Rosen Maiden where a character just, like, ended all their sentences with desu. So they were always talking about the things they like in the world. Yeah. And yeah. that that was funny. So it... It, people Made would go on, on forums and just be like, Desune, Desu ice cream. And that was the joke, is that they yeah. were acting really childish in Japanese. I agree, it's cringe. I just didn't need to make it on the list, nor did I, it need to last in perpetuity. It's one of those, like, yeah, like, if you go on, like, the Know Your Meme page, they have a lot of examples of, like, Desu spam. Oh my I God. guess whoever wrote this list was just so peeved off at it, but this is like like doing the rules of Tumblr and being like, seriously, guys, dat boy ain't funny. <laughs> it's like, do you want that to stand the test of time? Because at Do this you point, want this to be what people remember us for? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Is it worse than Chuck Norris jokes, though? No! <laughs> Were Chuck Norris jokes ever that funny? I had a book of Chuck Norris jokes. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, you introduced me to rule 34. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I'm going to therapy! Alright, what's rule 40... Oh no, rule 42. Nothing is sacred. Oh, you don't say. It's edgelord nonsense. (laughs) That's... I'm okay. Rule 43. (laughs) The more beautiful and pure a thing is, the more satisfying it is to corrupt it. So... So big and strong, the Chad 4chan. Like, (laughs) TV Tropes doesn't have an explanation. I don't think they know what to do with it. It's like, yeah, it's just what we talked about. Nothing, it's it's literally the last rule. Nothing is sacred on the internet, and some people get sick joy out of doing it just to prove they can, you know? Exactly. there's, There's men in this world that can't be beaten or bullied or bribed. Some men just want to watch the world burn. There are... (laughs) There are countless compendiums of infamous B moments which could be attributed to this. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, so I did. Yes. Um, And that's that's it. That's honestly it. Oh my god. Moving on. 44, even one positive comment about Japanese things makes you a weeaboo. Um, 
that's really weird to look at in 2023. Yeah. As a rule. When, like, I feel like, oh my gosh, like, Japanese cultural exchange has taken such a toll. Like, TikTok is just now reaching that phase where they have to demystify Japan to a lot yeah. of younger TikTok users. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, no, Japan's not living in 2050. They still do all their paperwork by fax. Yeah. <laughs> Rule 45. You get the more esoteric ones. When one sees a lion, one must get into the car. Okay, so you don't remember this? No! You don't remember, holy shit, it's a lion, get into the car? No! <laughs> okay, so these were like... Depending on when this list could have come out, it would have been referencing, like, I can hash cheeseburger... Because, like, when I was on I Can Has Cheeseburger, like, I wasn't using B anymore because I was, like, healed. <laughs> this is just, like, it's just a meme reference. So someone made, like, a, an ASCII face with, like, the kitty mouth. Right, right. And said, rawr, I'm a lion. And okay. people responded, Jesus Christ, it's a lion, get in the car. Okay, that's a little funny. And then that got memed upon. It made it on the list. It made it on the list. So you would see people post that okay. ASCII lion face, and people respond, Jesus Christ, it's a lion, get in the car. It's it's a ritual, you see. It sure is. So it makes the list. <laughs> God, this stupid list. Okay, we're nearing the end. Uh, I think I already like broke like 10 rules ago. <laughs> 46. There's always furry porn of it. This is a hard lie. <laughs> yeah. You have to commission it. It's in conjunction with furry <laughs> That's true. That's true. It doesn't already exist. You have to buy it. <laughs> that's that's literally it. Like, this feels... Like, people are going to look at this and be like, wow, that hasn't changed. But also, yeah. you got to keep in mind, when this was made, like, there was an air of mystery around furries. Furries were still, like an obscure weird thing that you don't run into very often furries then is like vor now <laughs> i don't know how furries would feel about that comparison why do you get all like the why do you get all the meme reference rules <laughs> tv tropes doesn't have that rule as rule 46 they have the internet is serious business oh my god i feel like there was merch of this like in the 2010s Okay, rule 47, the we're, final we're here. rule. We're there. What are we ending on? The pool is always closed. We're, you know, if you're going to end on one, you could end on the Habba Hotel raid. Okay, so you do know what this is? Yeah. Okay, so for our listeners, this is a very esoteric reference but it also feels the most relevant as this is rule. niche this is a deep cut but it's also like very encompassing habbo hotel was like an internet hangout spot akin to like club penguin right you'd make an avatar you'd go around to these different rooms and just chat with people that was right. the extent of it and you could customize your avatar and there was uh people were finding that the moderators or the people that ran the game were more inclined to ban players with black avatars Right. And so, and so people on B banded together, and they all made accounts of black avatars and business suits with big afros, and they would go in and just be a nuisance and have a hotel. And you can do that because 
two avatars can't occupy the same space and have a hotel. So they could effectively right. blockade popular chat areas. Like, and they have would... a hotel actually had collision. <laughs> yes, yes, it had havoc <laughs> physics. And so they would repeat the phrase, the pool is closed. Right, because they would block the pool, the happening place to yes. congregate on Habo Hotel. And it was a nuisance. It leached into the real world where trolls in real life would print out pools closed signs and post them on their local pools or even call and pretend to be a health board and say you have to close the pool in an effort to try and close the pool. It became insane. But it yes. really encapsulates what Anon was doing. <laughs> yes. It was stupid, and, and it didn't really have a point. No, and it, like, was supposed to be in response to these these game moderators being racist. But Supposedly. also, the, the way they manifested it was they would also, like, form swastikas and, and type, we love Havo Hotel. If that's not 4chan, <laughs> I don't know what is. It's like it's it's like your really embarrassing cousin that sells essential oils. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to talk about them. You have some nice memories. <laughs> yeah. But you go to therapy now and you're healed. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not. <laughs> Do you want to know TV tropes interpretation? Oh, God. Do they even know what a Habo Hotel is? Slang for when jerks ruin something good. <laughs> you know, that might be their most astute one of any of their interpretations. So I think... Yeah. I think it is to... There is something there about this being a rule and the last rule, but I can't ar quite articulate what it is. I just is... feel like th this is one of those, one of those quote like epic wins for Anon because like Habo Hotel shut down soon after. Yeah, they won. The pool was closed forever. Yes, and they like try to spin it as if these dudes weren't racist, we would have never ruined their game. Right. When I don't know how much of a point the racism was for them in the first place. Yes, <laughs> they probably just wanted to ruin a game. Exactly. And it's like, I think it's like a statement of like, be nice or else we're going to get the jerks in here. And you don't want to deal with the jerks. Like, it's kind of like <laughs> a Streisand. It's kind of like a Streisand effect thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. The If an issue gets too big, you start attracting the people that could really do something about it. it yeah, don't make me call B. Yeah. My, my personal army. <laughs> yeah. And that's the list. That's the list. That's all 47. If we remove the ones that are just repetitive. That's like half. <laughs> and jokes. Like, yeah, I think this could be trimmed down to 20. It'd I was going to say, like, with my, with my internet presence brain trying to form brands wherever I go, because that's how we interact on the internet now. Yeah, I feel like this could have easily been like a 15 item list, maybe. Maybe mm -hmm. some, you know, sub sub rules for, for flavor. And there is a website just called The Rules of the Internet where people add on to this list. Like Dumb. they're they're Terrible. 
they're a user like submissions and they're voted on to get added and they nest a lot of these rules within each other oh that's too much freedom tv tropes actually goes on to 77 rules terrible actually horrible which somewhat i mean it does kind of check out for me because for people that follow cosplayers yeah they may be wondering where's rule 63 yeah no that's that's true like people are wondering why the list doesn't go up to 63 or beyond yeah and rule 63 is for every given male character there's a female version of that character and vice versa exactly which also again gets lumped in a lot with 34 Yeah, and these additional rules are actually all, like, they feel very less 4chan, more Tumblr, because they're all about crossovers. Oh, yeah, like, it's probably really pulling in, like, the age of fanfiction in Mm. the mainstream. Yeah, uh, rule 67, 90% of fanfiction is the stuff of nightmares. That's still true. I don't know what the rule 70, do not talk about the 100M GET failure. Don't know. That could just be Tumblr management. Rule 72, if a song exists, there's a Megalovania version of it. Okay. See, that's the, that's their Jesus Christ, there's a lion getting the car. Oh, yeah, and it's that's a hell of a one to pick. The internet is forever, but also nothing is forever within the public consciousness. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where, because this list came out, like, we were all over the place in dating, but it's very, like, mid-late 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And... It feels that way, and, like, putting it up as, like, the definitive, these are the rules of the internet, and people still trying to cop to it. Yeah. Like, like yeah, the people people had the internet figured out in the late 2000s, and these are the rules. Keep things and how they were. Let's, let's give these very generous, navel-gazing interpretations to these rules. Yeah. Especially the meme ones. continue to be edgelords. <laughs> The internet is much newer than you think it is. Yeah, it's always way more recent, at least in terms of sensibilities. Like, like you know, think about what the internet's going to look like on its 100th anniversary. It's really hard to predict. Yeah. Because times change so fast. And again, like, when I say that of all people... Encyclopedia Dramatica comes up with, like, the most leveled take on the rules... Uh huh. Somehow they do yeah. more than TV tropes, which I'm quickly losing faith in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like literally, their write up starts out with also disclosure. I'm like anything stupid is redacted and any slurs are being swapped out. Yes, there's no real set of rules to the internet. Only a standard four on which everyone agrees. One, don't talk about B. Two, don't talk about B. Three, lurk more. 34. And Mm -hmm. 35. Yeah. And some bullshit rules that came out of nowhere. Rules 12, anything you can and say will be used against you. And 13, anything you can and say will be turned into something else. However, apply universally and ruthlessly whether you agree with them or not. And people's reputations are regularly destroyed as a result of breaking them. Mm Mm-hmm. While eight, there's no real rules about posting, and nine, there are no real rules about moderation. Here are intended to specifically refer to B on 4chan in practical terms. The reality is that they actually apply on virtually every moderated inter- internet form in existence. Um, skipping forward, 
several of the other rule here rules here also function effectively as observations about internet philosophy. They don't necessarily describe the way people should behave online so much mm. as the way they do behave. Although to a milder extent, this was also true on Usenet, which predated B and was generally much less hostile. So they can be viewed as an important artifact of internet history. And then that's like, <laughs> that's the most insightful thing I've ever, the, it's not uh, it's not rules about how you should act. It's rules about pe- how people do act. Yeah, and like actual insight. <laughs> yeah, like rules eighteen. Everything that can be labeled can be hated. Twenty. Nothing's to be taken seriously. Thirty six. There will always be even more fucked up shit than what you just saw. Forty two. Nothing is sacred. In forty three, the most beautiful and pure thing is more satisfying to corrupt it. Are also generally only true among atheists. Following the Encyclopedia Dramatica (laughs) definition of atheist, which is the most euphoric, enlightened, edgy man on the internet. Yeah. And that's incredibly true. Um, It also finishes by saying, there have been countless renderings of the rules, all of which have sucked balls in one way or another, the earliest originating from IRC stupidity. Nonetheless, since all 13-year-old boys subconsciously crave supervision because their parents are physically and emotionally unavailable, (laughs) the rules of the internet have become a virtual internet's Ten Commandments. Of course, as with all religions, when divine laws are left open to interpretation by mere mortals, there will always be dumb zealots who insist on enforcing said laws with an iron fist. Wow. In Of all places, right? Like, yeah. the actual, like, you took a garbage truck, dumped it out, and put it in a museum. That's Encyclopedia Dramatica. And they come up with the most leveled after my revisions. <laughs> rational take on the internet rules it smells of i'm gonna get like really i'm gonna i'm gonna lose the people are here just for go, the internet terms it's go it's for sma- it it smacks of modernism <laughs> <laughs> it's our turn to navel gaze move out of the way tv tropes because it's like modernism was a time and like after the the enlightenment or deering all these all these stuffy shirt dudes and suits are like this is as good as it's gonna get Let's start writing down universal truths. And, and then you get postmodernism following World War I. Right. People are like, these universal truths are bunk. We're going to, do, yeah. we're going to make art that goes against that. And that's postmodernism. Oh, yeah. I love responses to responses all the yeah. time. Because what is, what is peak B behavior if not the most, like, the most logical end to anti-PC culture. Yeah. And it's this feeling, because at the time, 4chan was was big. 4chan is where we got our memes yep. at the time. And there's yep. this, just because it is popular does not mean it is the world. Exactly. Exactly. We said it on, we've said it in previous episodes, your experience is not universal. Except when it is. There, that's except when it is for the internet. That's, that's there. See, that we're already coming up with way better rules. Yeah, it, it's just like it's also I've seen it for other sites. Like you know, remember those pre dashcon Tumblr posts that are like, who even uses Twitter anymore? You know, <laughs> you'd be surprised because they were saying the exact same things about Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know there are there are whole worlds out there. On the internet. And, and they all operate differently with their own cultures. 
Yes, exactly. And, like, the idea of putting down rules for that is you can only make them so nebulous they might as well apply to real life. I feel like that's how you end up with this many. Yeah. Because you're trying to cover... It's the exact same thing that we said that you said about, like, divine dogmas earlier of, like, you have to cover every single thing or else people are going to pick it apart. All right. Well, I think this is a rather successful episode. We delved into to a very... There was a time when this was a cornerstone, right? Yeah. yeah. And now... And now the low and level sands stretch far. <laughs> it's just a relic of a time past, and you never thought that it would be. And it's a relic of a time past from ten years ago. Yeah, if that. At the absolute latest. <laughs> like, time moves insane. so fast on the internet. Yes. Like, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, they're all hot now. Yeah. Right? But... 4chan, Dig, iFunny, Funny Joke, oh, yeah. they were all hot then. Oh yeah. Who knows? Who knows where will what sites will be using in the later half of this decade. Oh yeah. No, that other other rules on on Murph and Fru's new rules of the internet is is kill your gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Also, in our rules, if I sense that we're wrapping up, I don't know. This is all a nebulous passage through time. Yeah. The other uh, rules are to also listen to our uh, recommended podcasts. Yes, guys, subscribe to the Daydreamcast. That's my other podcast. It's a video game podcast. Me and my uh, co-host Brogan look at a different game uh, every two weeks. Uh, the episode we just recorded, and we'll probably be going up around the same time as this episode, will be on the RPG Maker horror game, Awoni. Ooh. Very cool. And then we'll finally do No More Heroes. Finally. Finally, finally. I think I have ended this this show at least twice saying, and then we're doing No More Heroes. <laughs> Anything you want to leave our, our listeners with, Fru, you have the floor. Go to therapy. <laughs> That's it. Is that rule one? <laughs> the, rule one is go to therapy and not better help. We're not sponsored. Go to therapy. Read the rest when you get back. <laughs> Come back when you're done. <laughs> All right. Music playing us out. We're drifting off into space. It was a good time. 